Welcome to the podcast of JanetMichelle.com. Tune in and hear from women representing diverse business industries, sharing their glow up moments, imparting knowledge, and offering tips that support women in becoming the best version of themselves in life and business. This is a podcast you do not want to miss. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the JennaMichelle.com Podcast. In this segment, you will hear from clinical psychotherapist Dr. Carlia East as we discuss mental health in the Black community and why we stay two steps behind. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank you so much, Janet, for having me. Yes, uh, my name is Dr. Carlia East. Uh, I am the CEO of Smile Psychology and Associates. I'm a clinical psychotherapist. Yes, and licensed (laughs) mental health counselor. So, you know, got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm excited about talking about why we are three steps behind as Mm -hmm. African-Americans when it comes to therapy and counseling. Mm. And I'm so glad um, that you, you know, uh, grace us, grace this platform with your presence, because um, what we're saying, and I feel like, in all honesty, like the topic is it's needed because we, in the black community, like we don't, we don't like to face stuff straight up, right? Right. It's like right. we'll give a name, to, a nickname, and not take it seriously, and and the end result is precisely what. The topic is we're ending up we're we're three steps behind. So can you um, mm-hmm. dig a little deeper about that and what it looks like being Absolutely. three steps behind? Absolutely. So what the premise of that is is, is basically this. You know, growing up um, as a you know a black woman, and, and most of us in our communities can share the same experiences. The the mm-hmm. safest place for us to go to, you know, to talk to about anything was either the church or what goes on at home stays at home. You had two areas. Right that you Mm -hmm. can discuss things. And, um, you know, we were often taught as a culture to be very private and be very closed um, Mm -hmm. about uh, challenges or struggles that we were going Mm -hmm. through. And that right there um, has has continued to grow. I understand the necessity of it, especially during slave times Mm -hmm. and, you know, in the era in which we had to be very, uh, we had to keep things very close to our chest um, Mm -hmm. in order to make movements. But we are no longer in that same period. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely, mm-hmm. you know, some slave moments that we don't right. experience in this society for sure. Mm-hmm. But we have way more opportunity than we've had before. Um, yes. The problem is that our minds are still enslaved mentally mm. to where we mm. still have the same viewpoint where I don't want to tell someone my business because I don't want to mm. be judged or I don't want to be viewed as weak or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm embarrassed you know, mm-hmm. by, by certain things in my life. Mm-hmm. Why will three steps behind? Let me break that down. So when you look at our white counterparts, for instance, okay, a majority of the individuals that come to see me are white. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's kind of shocking a little bit, but not. I'm, I'm not shocked because I come from the Black community and I know mm-hmm. that we're still working on our abilities to be open to therapy. But it still is shocking when I hear um, Black people say to me, oh, you know, we're looking for a black therapist. I want somebody that looks like me. And I'm sitting, I'm standing there like, uh, here I am. I'm right mm-hmm. here. You know, mm-hmm. what's the problem? So then I realized mm-hmm. it's not that because I'm clearly here in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I make my rounds in the community. So you know we're here. So then mm-hmm. what is still stopping us? It is mm-hmm. that pride and it is the embarrassment. And again, it is that enclosed mental state that we've been suppressed into believing that if we express anything such as a struggle or a challenge, we are considered weak. Mm -hmm. And our white counterparts 
take those same challenges or struggles and they say, listen, let me get a second opinion or non-biased opinion or someone who's not um, emotionally invested in me in that way so they're not going to sugarcoat it. Let Mm -hmm. me get a clear non-biased opinion about what I'm dealing with so that I can, number one, have validation of my feelings, have a plan of how to attack it, and have a plan of recovery and healing. And then I can let that go, let that baggage go, and keep on stepping. Meanwhile, they're dropping bags, right? Mm-hmm. Every every other week, every time they come to therapy, they're bringing in their luggage to me and I'm unpacking that suitcase. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the black community, we around here being bag ladies and bag men. Mm-hmm. We just carrying these bags around us. And then the bags get heavier and heavier and heavier. And then we wonder why we end up steps behind. Think wow. about metaphorically the baggage. Think about how that impacts us mentally, how that impacts us emotionally, physically. The way that we think totally, you know, determines the way our body responds. So how we respond to stress, how we digest our food, um, Mm -hmm. the amount of sleep that we get, or if we're able to sleep, the way that we're able to take on frustrations and new opportunities, um, all of those things are little pieces of luggage that we have to carry around every single day. So if we're not finding ways to unload once that luggage gets heavy, then eventually it's dragging us down. Mm -hmm. So if you look at it in a year, let's say the average white woman will come to therapy twice a month for a full year. Let's Mm -hmm. say she'll spend an average of $100, okay, twice a month Mm -hmm. for a full year. Okay, so Mm -hmm. we got that. The black community, what I find is that we will spend money buying things to make us look like we're mm-hmm. good, to make us mm-hmm. look like we're fine. So we're mm-hmm. covering up, you know, it's almost like, excuse my language, we're putting sugar over shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We're covering up the trauma that we're dealing with, the hurt that we're dealing with, the anger, the guilt, the um, abuse from our childhood. We're covering mm-hmm. all that up with makeup and cologne and perfume and cars and clothes and, you know, mm-hmm. all this. And meanwhile, we're spending double that amount monthly. OK, she's spending mm-hmm. 200 a month. We're probably spending 500 a month to look OK. She's spending mm-hmm. 200 to be OK. And she carrying this baggage. Mm-hmm. So why would we not know that we're steps behind? This is why we can't move on to a healthy relationship because we're still holding on to baggage from the wicked relationship. This is why we can't accept um, love or know what love looks like because we are still holding on to abuse from our childhood, from our parents or our uncles or aunts or what have you. This is why we can't get that promotion at work because they say we need to work on our people skills because we're short-tempered or we're mm. popping off or we think that everybody's out to get us because right. we're releasing some of that paranoia and some of that fear and some of that anxiety mm-hmm. that we carry with us every day. So right. that is why we are ultimately going to remain three steps behind until we start dealing, feeling, and healing. Oh, I like that. Dealing, feeling, and, and healing. That's yes. that, that's good there. And do, so do you think um, religion can sometimes present a roadblock, roadblock to the black community embracing um, embracing um, healing and that sort of thing, embracing counseling and getting okay. services and seeking services? Do you think sometimes religion can present 
a, a roadblock in that because it's in some circles what I what I've witnessed is mm-hmm. it's almost like uh, you're ashamed if you say you know you're going to get therapy or seek therapy because you got right. travel. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. there's this this cloud like okay. I'm, I shouldn't be doing this then because I got the Bible. Do you do you think that could be a problem or it could be a, a roadblock? It is. No, absolutely. Religion? It absolutely is a roadblock. Mm-hmm. And more so, not necessarily the religion, but the individuals that are preaching the religion. Oh, okay. Because, okay. you know, yeah. We, yeah. we go to church for translation. Do you get what yes. I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so we, we go there for that uplifting, for that word. And this is the right. problem that I see specifically is... Um, I have tried to enter into some of our, you know, uh, religious communities here mm-hmm. and they didn't even want me entering in the building, honey, because oh, wow. it's almost like they think they're going to lose their congregation or lose oh, their following. Wow. And what I try to get them to understand is this. If a member of your congregation comes to you as a pastor or a dean or, you know, leader or what have you um, for guidance in an area that you don't have a degree in, mm-hmm. that you don't have a license in. That you don't really know how to handle, and you throw them a scripture about prayer. They go back and they pray. They come back again and they say, you know what, my prayers, I just feel like it's not working. And what do you tell mm-hmm. them? You're not praying hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to fast. So you add on another element. This is the problem. How can a pastor give the word of hope and inspire mm-hmm. the word of healing when the individual who is suffering doesn't know how to hope? Mm-hmm. How am I going to follow the word mm-hmm. when I can't even focus my mind on who I am? Mm-hmm. On you know when when my mind is constantly being interrupted with negative thoughts and with horror stories and and with nightmares, how can I find that word and use that word to fulfill me when I have all these holes and all these vacancies and all these bruises? Mm-hmm. The church and counseling, honestly should be working hand in hand. Right. So like coexisting. Yeah. It should be coexisting. Yeah. My thing is, you know, I believe that once we have clarity in our minds, then we can mm-hmm. receive the word. But if my mind mm-hmm. is unclear, right? If mm-hmm. my mind is, mm-hmm. is, is, is foggy or is off on some level, how am mm-hmm. I going to receive that word? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I definitely see that. I feel that if the heads of the churches would you know, really pastor, you know what I mean, to the congregation Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. not only the benefits of having faith, you know, and loving God and knowing who you are, but also Mm -hmm. making sure that you take care of yourself with the skill sets or with the individuals that God has also placed on this earth with a gift Mm -hmm. to help you through that process. You don't have in the black church us telling um, our congregation don't go to that um, radiation or cancer treatment. Right, right. You don't tell them that. Right. If anything, they're pushing, especially black males, to get their colonoscopies done and get yes. their, you know, and get their their physicals done and their breasts, mm-hmm. their mammograms done. But when it talks about getting your mental tune up, don't nobody want to talk about that. Right, and that's and so I'm so glad that you brought that up. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you brought that up because. I was going to, you know, mention that like we are encouraged to go get a, just like you said, exactly like you said, we're encouraged to go get our checkups and our annual exams and physicals. But when it comes to 
the mental, you know, the, the right. most important part if I is 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 shamed or is shot upon, you know what I'm saying? Right. And to right. me, it's almost like the danger in it is sometimes I see um is that it, we're being conditioned to accept toxic behavior, even in an a religious setting. We're, because we're we're only being limited to this one resource, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not allowed to um or we're not encouraged to seek out right. assistance using another resource. And, and so what you'll it, find mm-hmm. yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. And what you'll find is that if If the individual comes to me, for instance, and I'm able to help him or her have clarity in the way that they think, feel more self-confident, feel more in control of who they are, they're going to make a better member of your congregation. Mm -hmm. Because now instead of sitting all the way in the back, they want to get involved. They want to be a part of the vision. They want to be a Mm -hmm. part of the mission Mm -hmm. because now they have clarity of their own purpose, of their Mm -hmm. own value to this world. Mm-hmm. And so it really takes, you know, the two of those things, I feel like, to kind of marry together in order mm-hmm. to benefit. And even in the Bible, you know, I am not an uber religious person, but I know my mm-hmm. word. And right. even in the Bible, in several sections, it tells even the, you know, the wise men and the prophets, it, God told them to seek counsel. What do you mm-hmm. think that means? It mm-hmm. meant that God was telling them, listen, you all also need to go to others and ask questions and talk mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. out you know, what is going to be best for, you know, the leadership of this nation that is Mm -hmm. in the Bible several times. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when, you know, we pick and choose what we pull out and what we use, Mm -hmm. um, you know, versus what is necessary. And also just to touch on pastors, one little thing is that even they need to come to therapy. Think about how much of a burden they carry every day with the issues and the concerns that their congregations may have. They're constantly there for the sick and the ill and the shut-in. You know, that's a lot of sadness. That's a lot of pain. That's a lot of grief. That's a lot of energy being given to others. They need a place that they can come to and restore and Mm -hmm. rejuvenate and rebalance. Mm -hmm. And that's really what therapy is. It's as you would give, give your car an oil change, as you would give your car an annual tune-up, you're literally just giving yourself a tune-up and you're releasing baggage. So guess what? When you're taking that next step, it's a true step, not mm-hmm. a miniature step. You know what I mean? Because you're being so held down by these heavy weights. Right, right. And that, and it's just, um, and you're right. They're they are leaders. They're in leadership positions, and so it de- they definitely um, can benefit from it. So just mm-hmm. to pivot a little bit, because sure. that that whole being three things, three steps behind, it just makes me think about and getting back to you know being wondering why you're angry or X, Y, and Z. It's because you have you know perhaps unresolved issues. And it just Mm -hmm. um, makes me wonder that if, particularly like our youth, if Mm -hmm. they had access to and were able to obtain um, services, you know, could it in fact have an impact with some of the violence that we often see um, perpetrated, you know, amongst amongst themselves, amongst their peers? Could it have, could it impact that in some sort of way? Because, you know, would it make them maybe think twice about pulling that trigger? Like, you know, right. I do. I, I, right. I do wonder. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I definitely think that it would have an impact, just because when you are able to give our youth 
um, multiple opportunities of positivity, Mm -hmm. multiple outlets for them to release their attention, not just, Mm -hmm. you know, basketball or cheerleading or football, you know what I mean? Or dance or those types of things, which are wonderful. Mm -hmm. But if you're able to give them that complete holistic package where they do have a safe place, where the things that they can't say to their friends, even the things that they can't say to their parents or their caregivers or what have you, they have a space to bounce that idea off of someone and get some clarity. I mean, absolutely. That's going to make a profound difference than them just stewing in their emotions, not having an outlet, not having a resource, not having a safe place where they can go. And, you know, as, as many a times as we can provide opportunities and outlets for our youth, we should. Anytime I have held a youth group um, and I and with men, you know, young males or young women, mm-hmm. I tell you the amount of weight that they let go in just a group setting and wow. just having someone validate their feelings. Having mm-hmm. someone relate to their struggles and challenges is amazing. And the, and the response that I get is, okay, so I don't really want to have beef with her anymore because, you know, Dr. East taught me that that's not even worth my time, mm-hmm. that I shouldn't even waste my time on that issue because that's her problem, not my problem. So why am I letting her suck me into her stuff? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just those pieces of clarity and those nuggets that, you know, people can hold with them. And so any tool, that allows our youth to have um, a sounding board and a mm-hmm. safe space is always going to be beneficial for them. Now, can we save every youth? No, but can we save everybody? No, we can't mm-hmm. save everybody. Mm-hmm. But we can damn sure give them the tools and the opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just think back to like being in high school and like, dang, what if they did have like sessions like that? Because, you know, these kids, they really be going through it. Right. And sometimes it's parents like we have no clue, you know, what they be going through, the peer pressure, you know what I'm saying, that they be facing, um, just transitioning, you know what I'm saying, from from um, into teen into being teenage adolescents and stuff like puberty, that. yeah. Puberty, like we really don't we think we do as parents, but sometimes we really don't have a clue with what, what all they're facing, especially in this day and age of social media. Social media, girl. Yeah, yes. image and having it all figured out before you turn 21, like, they're right. dealing with stuff like we just That's some pressure. Have to, it's some pressure that we didn't have to deal with it. So I could definitely um, see how them having access to services could most certainly, um, most certainly benefit them. Um, what are some things what what if you could think of one thing, um, an innovative thing uh, for people to have access to services? What would that be? Hmm. What would that look like? So we can so we can begin to get ahead of the curve. Like what what is something innovative? You know that could possibly take place. I think that you know we. It, one of the main things that we, we know is, a, is a, uh, a red stop sign for a lot of us is people knowing that we're going to therapy, right? Okay. Um, us actually walking into that building that says psychology, you know, or mm-hmm. therapy or counseling. So one of the things that I'm actually going to start work, working on, which I think would be necessary, is to offer, you know, more virtual therapy groups, and not just virtual therapy for individuals, but a mm-hmm. group. Um, mm-hmm. There's power in a group setting and in mm-hmm. um, knowing that you're not alone. 
um, and, mm-hmm. and knowing that you can bounce ideas off of each other, that mm-hmm. the same struggles you've had that that person has had and you know, there's mm-hmm. support there. But then um, online, there also is an opportunity for anonymity um, and, a, right. and a strong opportunity for, for confidentiality. You can come on as an emoji. You can have mm-hmm. a nickname. You know what I mean? The only yeah. thing is your voice. And I, I really feel that that is going to be something that I think would be beneficial because it does allow you to still do the work in your safe mm-hmm. space, which may be home mm-hmm. or your car, you know, or, or whatever it is. But right. it also allows you to get that help. And it's more affordable, right? It's more mm-hmm. affordable for people to be able to do so. But that's something that I think is going to be, that I think will really be beneficial. They they have, you know, apps where they do um, text therapy and online, you know, online virtual counseling where they do mm-hmm. email therapy. And that's all well and good. But there is nothing like having a human conversation with another person. There's Absolutely. nothing like having other voices weigh in on the conversation and tell you about their experiences and, and, and immediately get support mm-hmm. about those experiences and then immediately get tips about how to handle that experience. And they ain't seen you. They don't know you. They don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't know no, you. Exactly. And so I just feel like, and, and, and also it allows people from so many different walks of life to actually be in one place mm-hmm. sharing, you know, the same issues and, and healing and overcoming the same challenges. So that's something that yeah. I think would definitely, you know, be um, innovative right now. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, who who doesn't have a cell phone or you know, internet, no. what have you? Yeah. So, right. and, and and it takes care of that accessibility, pro- you know, yes. uh, problem that we sometimes see um, in in the community. So, what yes. are your thoughts on? Because seemingly, you know, the conversation of mental health, it is uh, mental wellness and well being. It is it's picking up in the the black community. Yes. Like I it see is. stars, you know, and sharing their stories and their journeys and stuff like that. So. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on that as, as far as, you know, like, it looks like we're kind of coming out of that shell and embracing it more? I will say this. Um, I have noticed just coming into my office, younger African-American females. OK. Um, you know, and, and I, when I say young, because I'm 40. So we're talking about, you know, 26, mm-hmm. maybe 33, you know, that oh. range. Um, OK. And that's kind of like that prime hashtag woke, you know what I mean, Um, Uh group. And so I do find that that is becoming more of a trend where we are really definitely more aware, you know, of our healing. And our younger sisters are definitely, Mm -hmm. I feel like, embracing, embracing that. So I do Mm -hmm. feel like even with this younger generation, we are seeing some changes where our younger women are getting involved. Now, our, our black men, of course, there's always um, that machismo, that concept of I'm, I'm being a man, you know, mm-hmm. and those types of things. So, again, mm-hmm. we're going to have to continue to work on that. But I definitely feel that I have seen an increase in young females wanting to get involved, as well as um, organizations wanting to get our younger youth mm-hmm. um, therapy component. So, you know, I get approached by youth programs that recognize, yo, we need a group. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're getting there. It's just okay. a slow burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, what, and so what are some things, um, what would be some advice uh, to parents that you may have um, that can help us kind of encourage or kind of create an atmosphere where talking about the, your feelings is, 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 is okay and it, it is normal. So, well, you know, I think number one, therapy doesn't seem so right. out there. What are some things? I think number can, one is, and this is real basic, but um, mealtime. You know, um, research shows, and this is very true, that if you just sit down, you know, three to four days out of the week and have dinner with mm-hmm. your child with all electronic devices off, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bones down. And just genuinely ask them, how was your day? Not the rushing in the car. How was your day? It was good, mom. You know, okay. And we're moving on. Mm-hmm. But genuinely ask, how was your day? And share your day. You know, if mm-hmm. somebody you off at the office and how you handle <laughs> it. And, right. You know, because... Our children may be young, but they're, they're insightful. Mm-hmm. They're very knowledgeable and they absorb everything. They see and they feel. And as parents, we have to be, um, you know, in a safe way, but as transparent as mm-hmm. we can be um, to let them know that we come up against um, biases and prejudices and hate and issues and, and feelings of not being beautiful or handsome or, you know, we go through these things. We need to stop hiding this from our mm-hmm. children and instead show them how we successfully navigate them um, and have those conversations. And then we're building our children up to be able to be open to have mm-hmm. those conversations. You know, I tell, um, you know, my son is only four, but we have conversations, you know, because I, <laughs> I would talk, have, talk. <laughs> because I would rather have a um, uh, TMI than no am I. You know what I mean? Yes, I would rather too much information that I'm like, oh Lord, why is he telling me all of this information? Uh-huh. Then have him feel like he can't tell me this information. Yes. Yes. And so it starts with us being vulnerable with our children um, and teaching them how to be strong within that vulnerability and, and just by example. And then they will mimic our behaviors. And therefore, when it does come time, if we feel like there's something deeper, we have an idea of what it is because we have the conversation. And it's a lot easier for us to say, you know what, kiddo, I think you might need to talk to somebody and mama go, mom or dad, you know, we'll go with you because, you know, we want you to be the best you. I mean, that's what it's yeah. about having those yeah. open conversations and dialogues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my daughter, she um, caught me off guard one day and she was like, why, why, why were you like, um, you were just always making sure like we, uh, appointments were made and we attend them like, why? she was like, why were you like that? And at first I was like, what do you mean? Like, oh, this girl trying to get me to talk about some stuff. You know, <laughs> but <laughs> as I've grown older, I've become, of course, I've been mindful about what I share, you know what I'm saying, with my children because there are kids, but they still, you know, they have feelings too. And, and I don't want them like feeling sorry or anything like that because right. I've overcome that stuff. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want Correct. them to go down that path. I've been on that path, but right. I did share with her and I didn't realize I never shared this, this story of, about myself or her. Like I mm-hmm. told her, you know, when I was like 16 and um, 17, I was registering myself for school. You know, buying mm. my own school, going to my own appointment. She was like, "What?" 
and figure this out, (laughs) then I'm going to hop back out there. So so I wish, you know, a lot more people, you know, knew how to operate that. And just be honest with yourself. You know what? No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. (laughs) And that's all right. But I I will be as soon as I get this therapy. (laughs) Yes. I'll be all right. I'll be back out there. So that, that is good. That is good. Well, I have enjoyed, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Me so, um, what else you got? You know, for anything you feel privileged to share, or um, you are an author. Hey, listen, Green Eggs, yes. Green Eggs and Ham was written up ten years ago, and he they still sell that promoted. So, you guys, yes. <laughs> you I are do, I do, author. I am. The- I am. Yes. I am the author of, of The Hangover, Overcoming yes. Emotional Addiction, 12 Steps mm-hmm. to Emotional Sobriety. Um, mm-hmm. It is a 12-step, quick read, um, guided book with therapeutic interventions um, in between mm-hmm. the pages. Um, mm-hmm. But it really teaches us about why we stay have these soul ties, why we stay connected mm-hmm. in relationships um, that are unhealthy for us. And it's, it's mm-hmm. very gender neutral. So whether you are um, a woman in love with a woman, a woman in love with a man, it doesn't matter. Um, it allows you to step into understanding what an emotional addict is. Why do I keep rebounding? Why do I keep going back to the same relationship? Why do I keep ended up being the one hurt? Why do I keep mm. giving up my cookies too quick? You know, all of these things. Mm. And it helps you to reach what I call emotional sobriety is being able to um, be emotionally confident and sober and being confident and being single and mm-hmm. understanding that a mate for you is an addition to your greatness, not the absolute value of. And so right. that book um, is available uh, for purchase through my site, um, mm-hmm. smilepsychology.com, www.smilepsychology.com. You can go there and purchase right. the book. Um, and I will, uh, you know, personally sign it and send it out. So that's there. Mm-hmm. And also this year, um, I am just really in the process of creating, um, getting mm-hmm. some groups going. But mm-hmm. virtual therapy is something that um, I am actively offering with my practice mm-hmm. as well as virtual coaching. So okay. if you are in the state of Florida, then mm-hmm. you would go towards the virtual counseling, right? Because there are laws and rules. Okay. If you are outside of the state of Florida, you will go for virtual coaching. And the difference between the two of them, honestly, is how deep we go. Um, For therapists, therapists will take your situation and dig deep into your history, your past, your background, your childhood, your upbringing, your college years to determine Mm. and find what exactly Uh, what patterns you have existed with and what are some pre-existing issues that you haven't resolved that are currently spilling over into your current situation and help you move. Mm -hmm. Um, With the coaching piece, what we do is we take your situation today and we immediately start uh, conflict resolution, figuring out solutions, coping strategies from today. So I tell people, you know, have a, do some mindfulness, you know, do some insight into where you are. Is this an issue that you're having based upon uh, a situationship, you know, that you're in currently, then that's mm-hmm. coaching. But if this mm-hmm. is a situation where you've been holding on to this for years and you cannot let go and you're still thinking about it, then maybe mm-hmm. that's counseling. Yeah. You need that. So, deep work. <laughs> right, right, right. And through, and through smile psychology, myself and my affiliates, um, we're able to provide that. I have another African-American therapist that is also on my squad. So she's okay. there. And I have two African-American life coaches that are on what? my squad. 
And so okay. there, you know, there is a great opportunity for you to get help. So you just go to the website, smilepsychology.com, um, or you could just give us a call at 727-569-6305, and we will get you set up and get you going. Currently, we accept uh, Cigna Insurance, um, mm-hmm. as well as uh, TRICARE for any of our veterans that are out there. Um, we also offer, offer a sliding scale fee for individuals on a budget. So, you know, we try okay. to work with you, but I tell people like this, um, you, you pay for makeup, you invest in healing. Yeah. Ooh, it's a difference. That, that's good. It's a difference. Yeah. That, that's good because I'm too, look, that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> That is a word because when you think about it in those times, just the, just the word invest, yes. you know, just the, and, yeah. and you can't even really put a dollar amount on the return of investment no. because the work is so serious. You know yes. what I'm saying? It's so Absolutely. it's so deep. You can't even put a dollar amount on what you it's how you what you're gonna yeah it's prices on what what you're gonna walk away with after you know you're done or Absolutely. you know so I I like that that was. That was good. And I will. And um, for those who are listening, the links to everything um, will be on the podcast when it's published. So if you couldn't write fast enough or (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it, Um, the links will be on there so you can uh, purchase the book and and all of that good stuff. Now, um, you have a cause that you advocate for. Do you want to share some um, talk about that or share that information? Um, well, I have several different causes, you know, okay. one of, one of the, the causes that I advocate for definitely is, um, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I feel that especially in our, in the black community, um, mm-hmm. we've definitely got some healing to do and some understanding to do and, um, definitely how to let go of these relationships and situationships we're in. Um, okay. So that is, you know, that is one of my causes. But but another cause is also just in general bringing awareness to mental health in general across the board to the African-American community and, and okay. healing, whether that be autism, whether mm-hmm. that be women's issues, whether that be post-trauma, you know, just any of those areas. Because um, when we have a clear mind, we already know we're brilliant. We yeah. already know that we are, you know, 24 karat gold dipped in magic sparkle mm-hmm. dust. You know what I mean? Yes. And Hello. I think it's just I think it's just a matter of us allowing those things, um, those things to shine out, you know, out loud and proud. So right now those are kind of, I guess, my cause or my missions is just to really mm-hmm. spread that word and to let everybody know that hey, us us black therapists, we out, we out chill. We in this mm-hmm. building. And I, you know, and I have to say, it's a beautiful thing to see. I mean, it just is. And, and and I know, you know, good providers, yeah, they can come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. But for me, it has meant the world to me when I have a black service provider. Um, yes. Because I just feel like they get me, you know. Yes, I feel like true. they get me. And I feel like they're going to um, put their best foot forward to make sure that I'm okay. And to make sure Absolutely. that I'm taken care of. And so I, I just think it's a beautiful thing to see um, more women, um, more African-American men um, embracing um, counseling and therapists, you know, as and doctors and stuff like that. So it's just a beautiful thing to see. So you That's are right. pioneering some stuff over there at Smile. <laughs> 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 Go ahead, yes, ma'am. 
Um, now, how can these people find you out here in these uh, in, on Beyonce Internet? How can they? Okay, <laughs> right, right. How can they find you, follow you, um, get on your email list? Yes, yes. Them? Well, if you go to, well, first of all, there's, you know, smilepsychology.com. So that's the website mm-hmm. where you can find more about me, more about the book, um, you know, the services that we provide. So there's that. But um, my handles on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are at Dr. East smile llc no period so d-r-e-a-s-t-s-m-i-l-e-l-l-c and there they can find more information as well or if you want to email me directly um you can always do that you can email me at info at smilepsychology.com info at smilepsychology.com and of course always reach out and call 727-569-6305 all right, y'all heard that? <laughs> yes. Well, again, I want to say thank you. Um, um, thank you for sharing your knowledge uh, on the thank platform. You. I know the I know the listeners will appreciate it, and even the readers that visit the blog, I know they'll appreciate it too. And so um, we shall speak again. Any last words of wisdom or anything before we cut out? I just want, you know, just everyone to know that the the strongest thing that you can do is heal yourself. There is no weakness in choosing to to fix things. It's time for us to stop bandaging. It's time for us to stop, you know, covering up our wounds and start start allowing them to heal and open up so that that they can grow, um, that we can grow and that they can heal. So, you know, the only tragedy is when we allow ourselves to remain broken. Mm. Y'all heard that. Hashtag, okay. Y'all heard that. Hashtag therapy and color, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, it is a pleasure um, talking with you. And, Same you know, pleasure. as always, I do wish you the best on um, your practice and your business, your platform, to everything. You as well. Um, so thank you so much. And we shall speak again. Okay, darling. Okay, take care. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share what you loved or learned with us on Instagram at Janet Michelle blog. Stay in touch by joining our glow up game mailing list at JanetMichelle.com.